You are listening to Shadow Self, the podcast. I'm your host, Tim Bearden, owner and mental wellness specialist at Shadow Mind Mental Wellness. When we think of the Enneagram, we need to think of it as an algorithm to personality. If our minds are computers, then our personality is the software, and all software changes over time. At Shadow Mind, we help you understand how to get back to your base programming and become a healthier you. We offer a range of coaching, including Enneagram, relationship, and mindfulness. We want to shine a light into the shadows of your life and help you not only improve yourself, but also your relationships with others. Learn more at www.yourshadowmind.com. On today's episode of Shadow Self, we learn more about the type two in relationships. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Shadow Self, the podcast. Today, we will be continuing our series on Enneagram and relationships. This week, we are talking about the type two, and the reason they're first on this list is because they're more, they're concerned with the relationships more than most of the other types, especially the head types. Now, twos are natural caregivers, but what many of them may not realize is their caregiving comes with a catch. This isn't like a conscious catch. They aren't being intentionally manipulative, but when they care for you, it's because they want the same care back. And not getting it can build resentment for the type two. Now, take Michael Scott, for instance. He is the epitome of a people pleaser. He bends over backward for Dunder Mifflin, no matter how many times they ridicule and mock him in the corporate office, and straight to his face. He wants to be loved so bad that there is a full episode about his toxic relationship with Jan and how he can't break up with her. Twos are among the most prone to be staying in toxic relationships. Sixes are the same, but they do it for different reasons. Sixes are afraid of losing security of their relationship. They're afraid of being abandoned. It kicks in their fear and their anxiety. Now, twos, on the other hand, they're just afraid of not being loved, and they're afraid of being rejected by somebody else. So they want to give more love out in order to get love back. So they, they're the kind that thinks they have to work for their love. Now, if you have a person with a two and a six in their tri-type, a concept we discussed with Catherine Favre last week, and if you missed it, you can check out our archives on our website. But they are really going to struggle in these types of relationships at the more unhealthy levels. Spoiler for those who don't know, Michael Scott does eventually find love, but he does it in a way that's more genuine with Holly Flax. And with the help of Jim and Pam, primarily, uh, Michael starts understanding that he can be loved for being a screw-up and a goofball, rather than embracing his three-wing and trying to make himself out to be a bigger personality than what he is. He's trying to get people's attention, and that's the qualities of a three, although a three will do it for different reasons. They want to be admired, and the truth of the matter is the two wants love, not admiration. So while it can look the same, it's different. And when you have a two that has a three wing, it's going to be real, it gets real difficult if you don't know the motivation of the person, whether to know if they're a two or a three, when they start getting into that, um, those lower unhealthy levels. We're getting to the upside of two as well, because with any personality type, confidence is important and confidence comes from a type three. Now, once they're no longer operating under these false pretenses of being loved in order to be valued, they can genuinely do good in others' lives because they care so much about other people. And rather denying their own needs, like Michael had been up until he quit Dunder Mifflin. And if you ask me, that's really where his confidence started to increase. When he got that paper company and he took 
Pam and Ryan with him, and he was poaching all of Dunder Mifflin's clients. And the company was going broke. He was offering prices that were not sustainable because he valued revenge so much in that instance that he just wanted to prove to Dunder Mifflin that they had made a mistake. And in doing so, he created a deal for him, Pam, and Ryan all to come back to Dunder Mifflin on a buyout on a company that literally was pricing themselves out of business. It's kind of remarkable. And the fact that he brought Pam and Ryan back with him just shows the heart that Michael has. Now, a six will do that too, but a six is because it's out of loyalty. Michael's a people pleaser. He doesn't want them to be mad at him. He wants to be loved. So he's like, all right, I gave these people a chance. They came with me. I want these people here. I'll stick my neck out for them. Now, for all we know, a six could be in Michael's tri-type. But as we also know, the Enneagram isn't about behavior. It's about motivations. And what ultimately motivates Michael is a fear of rejection and a fear of not being loved by his coworkers. Unlike the three, like we said, he doesn't want to be admired by them and assumes they already admire him. And if you've ever seen the show, you know just how absurd that is. But uh, he would rather be their friend than their boss because he wants to be loved. Like, he has to be their boss, but he doesn't always like being the bad guy. It, it makes him nervous. He, he can get wishy-washy at best, and that's when he fears that People aren't liking him anymore, and he needs to get people to like him. And he even takes Stanley's condescending attitude in stride, aside from the time that he asked if he stuttered, and that was Michael's breaking point. But overall, like, he just kind of lets Stanley do whatever he wants and pretends Stanley's joking. This is that repression piece of the two. So they're repressing any kind of feelings that they may have or experience, kind of like an out-of-body experience in a way. And in doing so, they put the other person's feelings ahead of them. So if he were to say strike back at Stanley, that would risk him losing that love that he falsely thinks Stanley has for him. The office is great and all, but we're trying to figure out how this relates to relationships. So it was just kind of setting an example for you of what a two kind of looks like. It's a, it's a good way, if you ever watch The Office, Study Michael Scott, that you're going to be looking at a very two personality. And if you wonder where I got what personality it was, it's called the Enea app. And it's pretty interesting. It's really interesting. They pull all their information from Rizzo and Hudson's Enneagram Institute website. We, we see the example. So now we want to talk a little bit about the two. And if you're a two and you're listening to this, if you hear some of these qualities, I'm sorry. Um, they can get a little uncomfortable. Um, but if you're someone who loves a two or has a two in your life, this is going to help you understand how to get along with them better too. The reason why I do what I do is because it helps other people understand different types and how they operate and recognize them. Does it mean they're going to accurately type them all the time? No, but they can recognize the traits, right? And so once you can recognize the traits, you can grow your empathy. You can grow your compassion and understanding. And in doing so, you're going to get healthier relationships because instead of the contempt, like we talked about in the Gottman Institute, that horseman is going to get you. We can eliminate contempt by showing more compassion and more empathy and more understanding. 
And I think the Enneagram is really the key to making the world a better place in a way. Now, twos, they do have struggles. Um, they have low self-esteem. Um, they're going to drain quickly, like the five. Now, this is going to be different, though, because the five doesn't drain quickly like the two does. So the two drains quickly because they prioritize others' needs over their own. A five just has low social energy. So they are operating at a quarter of what an extrovert would operate at, at all times. They're drained just by being around people. A two is drained by taking care of people. But they do have a lot of strengths, too. Like, a two really likes others, and they like to relate to them. And they almost intuitively have this ability to just talk to somebody and understand them and care. It's true empathizing, and it's it really helps them um, connect with other people. So if you have a two in your life and you guys feel really connected, it's because the two just naturally helps people feel that way. Now, when you're in a relationship with the two and they start kind of showing signs of insecurity, whether or not you love them, you know, you can demonstrate them to, uh, you can demonstrate it to them. When you're talking about the love languages, so when you're talking about the love languages, you can, a two is more or less an external processor. So what twos often will value out of the love languages is words of affirmation. And then you can just tell the two exactly what you love and appreciate about them. Is it the way that they pick up your clothes behind you? Um, or is it the way they remember your favorite candy when they go to the grocery store? And those are just little ways that a two will show you they appreciate you. And they'll always take time to ask about your life. So you need to make time to ask about theirs. Make them feel loved and valued and heard. And you don't want to get anything in the way of them being able to take care of themselves. A two will put off caring for themselves as often as they can because they so desperately want to care for others. When dealing with a two, a good way of thinking about not hindering them from taking care of themselves is give them a, a day at a ball game or send them to a spa or to a hobby they really like. It really encourages them to take care of themselves because if a two can take care of themselves, they're going to be able to take care of others better too. And a two in a relationship values emotional connection. They value intimacy. They value affection. They are very affectionate people and they want you to be affectionate as well. But on the flip side, a two can be the jealous type. So they can insist on having such exclusivity that they want more and more intimacy over time. And in the unhealthier levels of a two can almost bring out this quality of them not wanting you to be around anybody else or them not wanting to be around anyone else but you. So twos have to recognize that within themselves. Like I said, they live in a give-to-get situation, right? They have to give you love to get love. If you see a two withholding feelings or expressing really intense emotions, they've been activated. They're moving along that stress path. And so this is the time to engage them and try to understand why they're withholding these feelings. Because twos naturally care about other people. So engaging a two in their feelings 
is really going to demonstrate to them that you do love and care for them and you value them. They'll try to repress it. They'll try to move it along. They don't want to acknowledge anything's wrong, right? They don't want to experience painful emotions. Who does, right? A two wants to be able to control them. They're the, they're the bottle stuffers. And if they can control their emotions, they're not going to cause them any more pain, right? But they need to actually flip that on its head, you know, flip the script, as it were. They need to see that people can can help them with their emotions, too, that they love and serve them as well as being ones who love and serve others. Uh, and relationships aren't easy. There's going to be conflict. There's always conflict. But there is a way to help manage conflict with the two. If you're in a fight with a, a two personality or someone you suspect is a two personality, it's time to really focus on what you're doing and what you're communicating, not just verbally, but non-verbally as well. Because if you in, if you show them any kind of body language that, that can shame or hurt or close them off or using any words that accuse them and just allow them to keep shutting down, it's only going to escalate the conflict. Instead, try and be patient and receptive and just let them have their, their logaria and let them process everything externally because that's how a two is going to process it and just take it in. And then if there comes a time where you're not understanding or, or if there's a moment in the conversation where you are either not understanding or you want to make sure that they are feeling heard, then paraphrase what they said to you and then ask questions about it. That shows that you were engaged in the conversation, that you really do care about their needs. In order to do that successfully with the two, will only allow that conflict to dissipate faster. And you can always improve communication with the two, and a two can always improve communication with others. If your two is feeling taken for granted, or if he or she is feeling unappreciated or not heard, they just start shutting down. And a good way to communicate with the two, especially when you're criticizing them because they are very sensitive, use the sandwich method. And HR specialists and trainers and um, customer service trainers especially will talk about this. And it's compliment, constructive criticism, compliment. If you're talking to a two, hey, you know what, Joe, I really like the way that you handle the customers. But we have to talk a little bit about you being on time. Hey, you know what? You're doing a great job overall, though, okay? And so that's a sandwich method. You've reassured them. You affirm them that they're still a valued employee. But you address that there is a concern that you guys need to talk about. This will keep the two from moving into their feelings, thinking that they're going to be rejected, need to constantly please you. And it will also allow you to manage the two in a more effective way, especially if this is a work relationship. And if this is a romantic relationship, well, using the sandwich method will only keep those conflicts from becoming too heated and allowing the two not to take things so personally because they know you don't mean it personally because you value them as a person. You showed them two different compliments and then one thing that might need to change. Now, here's how a two can help, right? So a two... If you're a two, listen in, okay? So this is how you can help in relationships. You need to remain patient rather than telling everyone else what they need to do. We know you mean well, right? We know that you are trying to 
help us. But not everybody wants help right away. So it's better to be patient and listen instead of jumping to the rescue, right? Don't have the superhero syndrome ready to be at someone's aid, but you don't have to be the hero, right? You don't have to save the day, but it is important that others know you support them. So there's that healthy balance that a two needs to get to. And they need to realize that when they do jump in, that this is what causes conflict. Not directly all the time, but it is a source of tension, right? And so when you keep creating tension, you're going to have conflict. If you're a two, you should be thinking more about what the other person might want rather than what you can give to them. And the best way to do that is to ask questions and allow them to guide themselves toward the quick to the to the answer rather than just throwing the advice in and solving the problem for them because at the end of the day they may resent that cuz maybe they didn't want the advice it's good to have balance and it's good to know the types too cuz maybe one type does want the advice uh type 6 for example if they're talking to a 2 a 6 looks to other people for answers so it's a six and a two in a relationship, that's going to be really good for the two because they can give advice freely that the six wants. But that can also create a codependency. And that's where this, if a six and a two are in a relationship with each other, they need to be mindful of that. They need to be mindful not to be too dependent on the other person for their needs. I think we can all follow that advice, though, if we're being honest. And not all things are bad with the two, right? There are many twos that are healthy and functional and they care about others and they're changing the world. I don't have a real world example to give you off the top of my head, but another pop culture reference. If you've ever seen the the show Warehouse 13, Pete Latimer's dad in the flashbacks, he was a fireman and he is a healthy example of a type two. He values his family and he cares for them and he values other people. And he sets boundaries. He was talking to Pete um, after an arm wrestling uh, match that they had just had about his job and that other people need him to help. And it's not because he wants to be loved by these other people. It's because he genuinely cares. And that's what a two does. They genuinely care. And little Pete even said, I want to be that kind of man. And it's a really, really cool moment. But that's what a two is. They care for their family. And even though Pete goes, I don't want you to go, Dad. I don't want you to be a fireman anymore. He gently explains to him why it's important. And that shows his genuine love for other people. Well, thank you so much again for listening. Um, that wraps us up for the evening on the Type 2. If you uh, think you're a Type 2 or you would like to find out, please visit our website at www.yourshadowmind.com. We have a couple of Enneagram tests on there under Enneagram resources. Sign up for a coaching consulting session. That way we can see if we're a good fit and we can help you find your blind spots and we can help you in these relationship matters. That's what we're here for, right? We're here to help you. And this is what I've given you here in this half an hour or 25 minutes is just the basic building blocks of a two. 
If you would like to get deeper in, I am love to bring you in as a client, help you in these relationships and really help you understand where these blind spots come from and how you can work towards healthier relationships. Well, that's all I have for now. Tune in next week as we talk about the type three and how they are in relationships. We touched a little bit on them tonight, but we'll go into further detail next week. All right, everyone, have a happy new year, and I will talk to you in 2021. You have been listening to Shadow Self, the podcast, brought to you by Shadow Mind Mental Wellness. Right now, we are conducting a study on the Enneagram and addiction. If you or someone you know has struggled with addiction, we'd love to have you as part of our research. We are looking for 25 non-addicts and 25 recovering or current addicts for our study. Please visit our website under the Enneagram and Addiction Study tab for more information and to sign up. If you are interested in building a healthier version of you in 2021 or want to improve your relationships, you can sign up for our free consultation to arrange your coaching sessions with a mental wellness specialist. And by participating in our study, you get a two-hour typing session and two individual coaching sessions complimentary of Shadow Mind Mental Wellness, and that's a value of $300. Please visit www.yourshadowmind.com for more information.